Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Batwoman on Sundays at 8, 7 central and Nancy Drew on Wednesdays at 9, 8 central. Or stream both for free on The CW app. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Rise and shine. <laughs> Thinking about it as I'm like, who's going to say it first? I will spend the entire recording thinking. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Why is it so funny? Because it's it's humanizing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like humanizing. She's no. I think you're it's right. not bad. It's not bad. It's real and raw in a way the Kardashians are never real and raw. I think. I think that's a big part of it. Well, they are real and raw, but like there are moments to them where they reveal things that they're truly, truly bad at. For Kim, it's also singing. Like Kim Kardashian's a terrible singer, like horrendous singer. And not that Kylie's a bad singer, but Rise and Shine, the way that she sings it is so tone deaf. Rise and shine. Kim has embraced her badness at singing, you know, in a way that I don't think Kylie had when she recorded this. I think there was an authenticity to Kylie saying, rise and shine. Rise and shine. That isn't typically there in Kylie content. And I think it's sort of jarring, but then it's really funny the way that people instantly latched onto it and turned it into the funniest meme of the month. The funniest meme of the month. So is it funny that it's not funny, but because of our like culture being, we're just hilarious now. Because of how funny teens are, it's now the funniest thing that's ever happened. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. I'm not even sure if that's a lucid explanation of what this is, but in case you don't know, Kylie Jenner released um, yet another really long video about like a day in the life, but it's a tour of her Kylie office, Kylie Cosmetics office. And at the very end, she goes into Stormy's room, which is just like a conference room without windows with the crib in it. It looks like a torture chamber. <laughs> like it's just a cr- They're like let's see let's see Stormy's room and it's like a crib in a huge room <laughs> with one uh, It looks like an inhumane illegal prison cell like without a window, you know? It do- it does. It does. Like if I'm you sorry. Pan- it if does. you pan a little bit, there's like a broken air conditioner and like a <laughs> toilet that doesn't work. Right. Like st- it's true. It's true. So she it's walks true. in and turns on the light and Stormy's in her crib and Kylie says, rise and shine. Rise and shine. And then like it immediately cuts to her like carrying her around the office. Teens latched onto it and uh, made memes of Kylie singing rise and shine. Ariana Grande has made fun of it on her Instagram. Kim laughs at it. They've always owned ridicule. You know, they always flip it back and are like, LOL, we are embarrassing. You know, that's always been the Kardashian MO and they're doing it now. Right. Which I guess for for me makes it even more enjoyable because as we've seen, memes can be a little bit destructive when they're not nice. The Rise and Shine palette coming soon to Kylie Cosmetics, you know? I know. I hate it, but I also don't mind it at this point. And it'll point. sell like, out I, in 30 seconds. Maybe I used to find that annoying. Like, oh, they they like it, so it's like bad now. But now I'm kind of finding it like it's comforting in a weird way, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're terrible. They're terrible. Yeah, no, but, they're terrible. You no, know, there's so they're many terrible. worse things than Kylie I was just saying, cracking up. Rise and shine. <laughs> My favorite one is... Is Rise testing out my shine. at Somvorna. 
testing out my custom Kylie Jenner Rise and Shine alarm ringtone. This is my favorite Rise one, and it's just and it's just a screen recording of an iPhone just looking very, you know, blank, silent. Then suddenly the notification appears in the top, and it scrolls down and says alarm, and it's just yeah. a repeating. Rise and shine. My favorite is um, bitches in Chernobyl waking their family up to tell them about the explosion. It sounds like this. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. <laughs> because you see that's double topical. <laughs> that's the joke. People actually died in Chernobyl, Lindsay. Okay, but Chernobyl HBO aired last, you know, last month on HBO or whatever. Whatever. Right. Rise and shine. It's very funny. Shine. It's yeah, very it's, funny. It's great because it's just not, it's nonsense. Anyways. You know who rose and flipped? Helen Hunt. Oh, she was in a car accident God. and it really freaked me out. It was one of the first things I saw on Twitter this morning. It said, Helen Hunt is now recovering after her car flipped over in a traffic accident. And I clicked, I screamed, I clicked, and I was very worried. Because, you know, Mad She's About fine. You. She's in the middle of recording Mad About You, She's the new season. Fine. She's, She's fine. She's fine. That's why I was like, why'd you put this in here? She's fine. Flipped and fine. Okay. <laughs> Stop. I, but it, the, Stop. there's video. TMZ got a hand, got a hold of the video, and I'm it's sure like they got a hold of the video. You see the 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 suburban just like go flop. It doesn't do a full 180. It does a 90, but still a 90 scary. Remember when Helen Hunt directed a movie about surfing? Remember she that? loves surfing. She's kind of themy. I don't even know why you put this in here. <laughs> Because it's our show. We can do whatever. It's Kylie's themmy. I know. I, okay. Rise and shine. The is meme, the meme is not themmy. The meme is a little hooey. Stormy's a who. Okay. Let's. What else did you put in here? Jennifer Lawrence getting married, wedding cook, Moroni. Oh, I didn't mean to. Uh, I didn't actually need to put that in There's there. There's a menu. I, I thought care. the menu would be funny, but it's actually not very funny. Um, <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> they have a. <laughs> it's like normal. Do you know what their op- their main course options are? Either wood roasted fish with herbs and lemon infused butter, or five week aged leg of beef with forager sauce. I love that you were like, it's not funny or good, and then you clicked it and read it to me. Okay, that's normal fish or meat, I guess. They're gonna have a s'more bar. I mean, what's so remarkable Ugh. about Jennifer Lawrence is that you thought she was like unique and interesting and cool, but turns out like all of her interests are not that. So no. the end. Right? It's fine. I just also, it's great TMZ art. It's really good TMZ art. Meat or fish. <laughs> Which, <laughs> am I supposed to click this? I don't want to click this. Meat <laughs> or fish. Me as a waiter at J-Law's wedding. Meat every- or fish. How did you get here? I bet she pays her caterer as well. She probably pays yeah, well. She, I feel like Jennifer Lawrence says, is a really good please, tipper. She says, please sing the Kylie Jenner rise and shots. Just all about humiliating waiters, but compensating yeah. them well. Like she wants to put them through the ringer, but she also, you know, slips them an extra hundred at the end of the night. Yeah, each of them. whatever. It's worth it. It's worth it. You gotta oh, do what it. What a bitch. I, I'd do another job for her in a heartbeat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Beef or fish. Okay. Can I clear your play? (laughs) Me when Jennifer Lawrence job offer comes in. I accept. (laughs) See, it's working everything. (laughs) The stupid thing Uh, is I'll find this funny for mm, 48 more hours and then I will never remember it again. I'll forget about it. (laughs) W9. <laughs> okay. Okay. We have some comments. This is who's there. This is our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns um, at six one nine who them. We play some of them. We don't play all of them, but we love each and every one of them. Let's start with this comment. Wait, before what? you play huh? it, can I just say oh, one thing? Announcement. Announcement. 
I know that koalas don't eat bamboo. I just had a brain fart. Like if you were also, you know, telling quote unquote jokes off the cuff for hours at a time, you would also forget that koalas do eat eucalyptus and God, not bamboo. We really I have to we have to stop apologizing this. because someone called me out because when I said, "We listen to all your calls. Don't stop calling in. Don't be upset." They were like, "You sounded like Halsey telling people not to swear at them." You did. And you- then really sweet people were like called in and were like, "You shouldn't even be mad about that. You don't need the you don't need that. Don't let that stress you out." And I was like, "Don't worry. It's not stressing us out. It's fine." <laughs> Does it stress you out? Um, no, it doesn't stress me out. Oh, okay, should we good. also say that tickets to New Jersey are on sale? Our tour guy, the guy who does our tour, was like, you should do a show in New Jersey. That's not actually what he sounds like. That's not what he sounds like. Because the Brooklyn show sold out, and he was like, I can get you a venue in New Jersey. Well, you know what's so great about New Jersey show is that people who didn't get tickets to the two New York shows that sold out now have to go to New Jersey. And I'm sorry, I didn't make the rules. This is how we're doing it. Those um, are the rules. You get to go to New Jersey the day before. It's Jersey City. It's nice there. NJ Transit, <laughs> Kobe Smulders. Hi, I grew up in Portland and still live there. And I had to pause to tell you guys the craziest shit about this town. So Portland was called Stumptown in the like when white people started moving here um, because there were so many trees and everyone was too lazy to dig the stumps out. So people were just living around. They cut down the trees, just stumps galore all over town. And um, it's kind of funny. And I'm kind of surprised that people know about Stumptown for the coffee, which is great. And it's a lot better than being known for being too lazy to dig a stump out of the ground. Also, in third grade at my elementary school, we did a play called uh, Portland, a musical. And there was a song about the stumps. And it goes like this. Stump town, stump town, Portland stumps are the best. The men are too lazy to pull the stumps out. We're the laughing stock of the West. <laughs> Gotta say, I like that song Is more that than real? Rise and Shine. Stump town, Oregon. Doesn't work as well. A lot of people called about this. It's really great to know. I couldn't believe it. When I didn't, I did not believe it at first. And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, this is actually true. This is very true. They went through a period of like extreme and quick, rapid uh, economic growth, population growth. So they needed to clear the land quickly. But when they cleared the land, they didn't get rid of the stumps because they didn't have enough people to do both new construction and stump removal. So the stumps just stayed there for a long time until they had the manpower to get rid of them. Uh, Fascinating. I love Um, history. I love to learn. Josh is going to love this episode. It's about history. Yeah, love history. Um, love history. I heard. Thank you so much for that information. I'm so I heard Josh in the bathroom Stumped this morning. Down. And I. Uh, I don't need to I hear he- stories about Josh in the bathroom. No, but I, he bathroom. was listening to Who Weekly, like at uh-huh. 1.5x iconic. Wow. And I heard, and I heard like a Julian Huff. We were talking about Julian Huff's dogs. And then I could hear occasional like. <laughs> he was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> An occasional like. <laughs> It's honestly fuck that Josh listens to Who Weekly at all. No, it is. <laughs> like it's totally fucked. <laughs> every time, every time I'm like, you don't have to do this. 
Yeah, like it's you not it's not your your burden to bear. You don't you get enough? I did okay. try to find I did try to find audio of that Portland song. It sounds like it's very niche. It's very uh you know, a minor yeah, unlike, musical. Unlike Rise and Shine, it's the not original, it's really prevalent. The original cast album was never released, so unfortunately <laughs> I can't give you musical. like a high quality version of that. You'll just have to focus on this wonderful caller's uh interpretation. I love it. Next call. Hi weekly, long time, long time. Uh, this is your Roman history correspondent. I wanted to call in because I am 39 weeks pregnant, which makes me effectively heavily pregnant, maybe even more pregnant than Rebecca Vardy. I just wanted to say I absolutely cannot do any of the normal things that normal women can do, such as walking up a flight of stairs, not getting winded on the phone. I'm, like, losing my breath right now. However, I could sit in a chair and I could commit a social media crime once per minute, and I could not be stopped, and I have a lot of time to do that. So. um yeah, just wanted to clarify. Thanks. It is dot 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 me and Greece. Bye. That's a good one. That's a oh, good I mean, she one. She combined two memes. I I got it. Um the hooligans love combining memes. The science is yes, I'm heavily pregnant, quote unquote, and I also could do a social media crime, which is what we said. She's you like, don't being heavily pregnant does not mean you can't commit social media crimes. This caller is like, not only am I gonna give birth tomorrow, I will fuck anything up being pregnant that has no that social is no crime sta- that has no standing on how i can commit social media crime <laughs> proud of her <laughs> this whole episode is just gonna have us singing throughout it like it's bur- it's in my head it's it's taking control of my brain and it wasn't until this morning because i had seen it over the past couple of days but it's i don't know memes are more funny when you're laughing about them with someone else and so, yeah, like, obviously. it wasn't until I was on the phone with you that I was revisiting them and being like, wow, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. No, and it wasn't funny to me until last night at, like, 10, <laughs> at 10 p.m. when I sent Avalos a voice note that was, like, me snorting, laughing, being like, this is a really good like, meme. I feel like you'd enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going to send him a voice note right now on the thread. Okay. On the show. It'll be very meta. Here we go. It's his birthday also. You should wish him a happy birthday. It's his birthday today? Yes. Fuck. Wait, it's not on my calendar. It? I'm going to do it right now. Rise and shine. This is called Coyote's Deaf A Julian Huff's Dogs.mp3. <laughs> hey, you know, gotta get to the point. Hi, just calling to pitch a theory about the death of Julian Howe's dogs. Um, I remember a while ago you guys talked on one episode about how in LA coyotes are everywhere. And maybe it's mountain lions. I think it's coyotes. I don't know. But they're everywhere. And they kill people's pets, like, all the time. And Jennifer Garner um, at least claimed that that was how her chicken Regina George died. Um, I think we all believe that Jennifer Garner just killed her chicken. But um, Julianne Howe lives in L.A. um, And perhaps that is what happened. All right. Good form, Bella Thorne. Julian Howe, it's uh, thank you for actually using past episodes of Who Weekly to remind us that we knew the answer all along, which is a hundred and ten percent. Julian Huff lives in the hills, Hollywood mm-hmm. Hills, and the most common way that they lose dogs up there is to coyotes. And that actually, now that you say that, that is the answer. That makes way more sense than anything. We I think were the only reason I. I my mind didn't go right there because we talked about 
coyotes killing dogs so many times in the past, as you said. But <laughs> so many times. So many times. I think the only reason my mind didn't go there is because when it, when that happens to a celebrity, they just tell the world like killed right. by coyotes, killed by coyotes. Right. So it's, it's strange so tragic that she didn't include that in the caption. That's true. Why wouldn't you share what happened? Maybe she feels guilty about it. Maybe maybe there's there's a sensitivity there. I could see her, but I could also see her wanting to be like. Attention people in Los Angeles, keep your little dogs inside when you're not supervised. Like, you know, including some sort of PSA. Right. Like, why not educate people about, maybe she's still processing it. Maybe she's waiting to give people the exclusive, you know. Maybe she's going to partner with the um, the Coyote Mauling Prevention Department of the LA chapter of the ASPCA. Maybe she's waiting to get her partnership with them. The, fe- um, the the Harley that, and Lexi uh, anti coyote know, foundation started it'll be by a Julian. Next, it'll be in next Huff. month's El Bulgaria, I'm sure. <laughs> so oh, I, no. one of those things, but oh, it does no. make it does makes it makes the most sense. It yeah, makes more no, sense than Derek Huff dancing into them. So it, it was actually Julian accidentally dancing into them, being the being the motive. Which... Um, but thank you for calling and, you know, getting our ass in gear because we should have speculated about that. I think that is the answer. I mean, yeah, that makes, I may, maybe we were, in com- we were kind of in comedy mode, although this is not funny uh, in terms of guessing. But that's the most reasonable answer. That's what happens in Los Angeles. And also it's a reason why both of them would be taken from us at the same yeah. time. Death is sad. <laughs> oh, God. Now oh, let's move on to Questions. Questions. The top of this ad copy says Aura pronounced Aura, but what it should say is Aura pronounced like Rita, because it is. It's Rita Aura, but this is just we're Aura. We're quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce Aura. <laughs> Let yeah, me tell please. you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts, because we've both been giving Aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say <laughs> they never flop. As long as we've been doing the ads. It's true, They've though. never because Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time. That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like, I'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, medium time. So I'm a big Jane the Virgin fan, uh, but can we talk about Gina Rodriguez thinking she could get away with saying the N-word on Instagram? She has since deleted the Insta story, but like, come on, Gina, like, like, what are you thinking? Let's discuss. Okay. Women don't belong in balloons. Crunch, crunch. XOXO. Another social media crime posted by Gina Rodriguez who who has a history of this bullshit and who was incredibly honest. who is very cuspy we talk about her as like almost them frequently I think she is a them to be honest with you think this so? attention yeah like the way that this got covered I'm like them yeah, I, yeah okay. kind of yeah because we've and yeah. you know and you you want her to be good Jane the Virgin is a good show she does mostly good work she is an advocate for, you know, 
Latinx actresses and actors getting work and being in things, which is Mm -hmm. great. Getting paid well. Yeah. Somehow she always steps on herself because she will say things that uh, negate other people as she you know, raises her own platform, which is not great. And I don't know what's going on here. Like she literally posted this directly to her own media. It's not like somebody caught her, which is so strange to me. Was this supposed to be on, on, you know, close friends only? Was this supposed to be for the Finsta? What happened here? This is a social media crime. I don't really care to figure it out. She was singing along to a Fuji song that included the N-word, but she did not include a a beat of silence when the N-word appeared, which is what one should typically do. There's also plenty of parts of that song that she was singing that don't include the N-word that she could have, you know, said, Mm -hmm. sang, enjoyed to prove that she liked the song. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy to me that you would... I just... I really don't understand, like, what is in her brain I really don't understand what Gina Rodriguez Los Cicero was thinking. Um, (laughs) But... Is that her husband? So she was... What was she singing? Was she singing Ready or Not? She was, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. The whole chorus is available to you. We're not really actually talking about it for this... That yeah. reason, I think what I found interesting was what happened after, way more interesting, was that she, she apologized apologizes twice. twice. The twice. first time is such a huge fail that it's honestly unbelievable to think that it happened. If you would like to picture the first apology, there's a video on TMZ um, with the headline, Helen Hunt car flipped in scary wreck and, and sort of a nice visualization of Gina Rodriguez Los Cicero's first attempt at apologizing for saying the it Edward is in Instagram video. such a car wreck. Actually, we'll play it here, but but my impression of it is is this. I'm sorry that you were offended by me saying the N-word. Um, I love the Fugees. They're my favorite band. Sorry, I can't sing my favorite band freely on my Instagram. It is Let me so play it here just so we can talk about it directly. It's deranged. Hey, what's up, everybody? I just wanted to reach out and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees, to a song I love that I grew up on. I love Lauryn Hill. And... And um, I really am sorry if I offended you. First of all, bad angle. The offending video had a better angle than the apology Yeah, it was video. straight on. She's filming from the bottom. She's in uh, some sort of terrible wig, um, which I feel like I'm allowed <laughs> to say to someone who has just done something like this. And mm-hmm. she's performing like she's at an audition for a role she doesn't really want, you know? And she's, and she's not going to get. <laughs> there is no, there's no passion behind what she's saying. Even her facial expression is like, over it, tired. You can sense this sort of like she's offended by the fact that people have been telling her to apologize. You know, all of that is extremely palpable in this video. So because of that, she apologized again, but um, using her words with a notes app screenshot. Which is what she should have done in the first place, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. here's what her PR person wrote for her to post. She deleted the first one, though. So Oh, yeah, it's gone. But, more. you know, nothing's ever really deleted. So she wrote, in, in song or in real life, the words that I spoke should not have been spoken. I grew up loving the Fugees and Lauren Hill. I thoughtlessly sang along to the f- lyrics of a favorite song. And even worse, I posted it. True. Good. I'm glad you recognize that. The word I sang carries with it a legacy of hurt and pain that I cannot even imagine. Whatever consequences I face from my actions today, none will be more hurtful than the personal remorse I feel. Watching my own video playing back at me has shaken me to my core. It is humiliating that this has to be a public lesson, but it is indeed a much-deserved lesson. I feel so deeply protective and responsible to the community of color, but I have let this community down. I have some serious learning and growing to do, and I am so deeply sorry for the pain I have caused. There she is. Gina's canceled. (laughs) 
Gina's canceled. No, but this has so, happened before. Like yeah, you, it's you referenced. Before. So whenever you Google, when you go to the cut right now, I thought this was really funny. When you go to the cut right now, the fourth most viewed story on the cut is unpacking the Gina Rodriguez controversy. But guess what? That's the old controversy. That's not even the new controversy. That's People are from clicking at thinking January. it's the new one. It's the January one. It's from January. When she was sort of saying all the wrong things about representation and pay. And she was interrupting people. She was left and right. She was accused of being, quote, anti-black. And then she was like, don't call me anti-black. That's like saying I'm anti-family, crying on Sway's show. Like, people have been mad at her for a have long been mad. time. This is not surprise anyone, which is even more upsetting because it's like there's so much more than just singing along to your quote unquote favorite song here. Mm -hmm. You know, there there's a fundamental disconnect between in her brain what she thinks she's doing. So it's it's like this. This apology is even less valid, even though it never felt valid in the first place, because it's coming from such a such a clearly Mm -hmm. a place of of dishonesty. But she's an idiot for doing like, you know, yeah, whatever, like the larger implications of of like what that means for who she is are, which I feel like aren't even worth speculating at this point. Like she's telling us who she is. She's dumb. <laughs> you should know better than to f- number one film that, but number two to post it on your Instagram. It and then number like three, she's been given a lot of uh, you know t- times to repent. You know, she's been giving a lot of chances. People forget super easily, you know, and only some people remember. Yes, and you just keep this on- just and this just happened to her you know to post it to your own instagram like i'd be one thing if it was like she was caught or recorded by someone else or Mm -hmm. da 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 which is like that's still bad but this is like flaunting you know this well that just this just points out like in, in in addition to like her own like like racial insensitivity this points out like her ignorance and her stupidity yeah um to for for doing this once again the other thing that i will say is that how many jobs have we had just you, me, all of you, um, all of us, that included some sort of, you know, uh, sexual harassment training course, like mm-hmm. these mandatory courses that you have to take where you're like, oh, I got to spend, you know, half a day watching a PowerPoint answering questions. Mm-hmm. Why are people in, I don't know, the Screen Actors Guild not required to take a mandatory yearly refresher course on apologies? You know? <laughs> It should it's be part. True. It should be part of being a celebrity. It's it should be even actor. Well, they pay for you know for people to do the apologies for them. They pay for the these crisis people. management PR. I know, people, and yes. you imagine being Gina's per, uh, person. You're seeing this a first apology, and you're like, no. They should like like SAG members have to you know meet up in some ugly ass conference room. Uh, in a convention center in San Antonio, Texas, once a year, fill the room and discuss apologies. It's like how doctors have to like refresh like their their doctor skills every year. Like they have to learn about new stuff. I just you know? I, I honestly just don't think at this point seeing all seeing her do this again and again that any apology is going to make any difference for yeah. her. Like her saying these words like apo- quote unquote apologizing is it's not even it's not clicking. Something's and- not clicking. I'm sorry you were offended is the worst. Is the worst. I'm sorry if you were offended. Mm -hmm. That is 
the number one rule. I mean, how to apologize and what you did are two very, very separate things in this mm-hmm. case, I would yeah. say. Yeah, like, yeah, no, def- because definitely. Because there are definitely. things that you can genuinely apologize for and then apologize poorly for. And then mm-hmm. there are things that it seems like you're not even sorry for or don't really understand why they're a bad thing. And you're just mm-hmm. like fake apologizing. Then then you apologize like this. We talk about apologies well. so much on this Constantly. podcast, but it just keeps happening. It's fascinating, though. And it's always surprising that us, our stupid podcast, all these people are noticing how bad celebrities are at apologizing and broadly they're not getting better at it. You know, it blows my mind. No. Okay. <laughs> Next call. Can we talk about these insane Pokemon Go ads that celebrities are doing? I just saw one with Tyra Banks that, like, obviously Tyra Banks does not play Pokemon Go. Like, she didn't even spell Ninetales right in this ad. Jenna Fisher did one, Marina Bachran did one, and Marina Bachran does not play Pokemon Go. Are these Huey or Themi? Is Pokemon Go with them still in 2019? Crunch, crunch. Before oh we God. like go in on this, I just want to say Pokemon, if you're out there, we would love to do this ad. It seems like you really don't have, uh, you're just across the board here. I don't see any podcasters on this this spread of uh, pseudo celebs and celebs that you have with their Pokemon lookalikes, Bobby and I could totally um, kill this campaign. And now we'll do it. Now we'll uh, now we can start. I mean, just the, the spread of celebrities they chose for this is amazing because what I love about this is you can totally just see the board meeting in which the marketing company presented who they were going to go after. And it's mm-hmm. like, we've got this guy from YouTube. We've got this girl from mm-hmm. soccer. We've got this young person. We've got we've got Kiki Palmer. We've got Zach Braff for the millennials. We've got uh, Jenna Fisher for office fans. For office heads. But Kids for all of the these, office. and something that you always have to th- remember when there are these sort of like blanketing social media campaigns with celebrities is that for every celebrity who actually completed the spawn, there are probably three or four who were also on the list who either said no or couldn't afford. Like these, these advertising people had to come with many, many tiers of celebrities. And these are the ones that ended up taking no. Who said no before the guy from this is us, the boyfriend from this is us. Milo and Chrissy Metz said no first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Each of those has that sort of, um, can I just say, I find it very hard to think that Chrissy Metz said no to this. I could see her saying no to this. I could see her being like, I don't play Pokemon. I don't want to be inauthentic, blah, blah, blah. You know who absolutely said no? Who? Sterling K. Brown said no. Sterling K. Brown was like, no. Well, he said no. He said no, but he wasn't asked first. Let's say say that. (laughs) Mandy Moore said, "Mm." Mandy Moore consulted with her agent and the agent was like, no, no. And like the agent did the little thing across the throat. Like, "Uh uh-uh. No, no. Mandy, no. no. I know your impulse is yes, but no. You got a single to promote. I think Chrissy said yes, but then decided to be nice and give it to her to give it to Chris. Oh yeah, Chris Sullivan. They're like, we can't do we can't do two. This is us people. Although they did do two Stranger Things people, but that's because I think Pokemon Go is for children. Yeah, they're and they're they're (laughs) ideal. It's not for Tyra Banks, Uh, and she spelled her Pokemon wrong. (laughs) She did. She spelled the Pokemon name. Nine Tails is definitely working it with that fan tail and neck for days. Ad. Who are your favorites? My favorite. It is Neo because that's totally random and Morena Baccarin from like oh yeah like, the caller mentioned that from Homeland. like Gotham fame or whatever Homeland and Gotham, Gotham fame yeah oh yeah both that's the most random one aside from honestly Zach Braff and and honestly 
Jordan Sparks. I like Jordans because I believe Jordan. And I believe that Kiki Palmer has at least played Pokemon Go, you know? Sure. Chris Sullivan took this photo in his agent's office. You know, like, there's nothing real about this. That's true. He, they're like, sit on that couch and we'll we'll do the rest. Just we'll take a photo and we'll do the rest. <laughs> Victoria Justice, where is she? Is this a golf course? What is this? Is this a golf Tyra course? Tyra Banks is I like because they're trying to kind of match her to the Pokemon, you know? Okay, but she spelled the name wrong. Yeah, I know, but at least she's wearing yellow. The funniest thing is that for Victoria Justice's, she, her Pokemon is this Pokemon called... Um, is called a, a melotic or something melotic mm-hmm. and the response the one of the replies is you're telling me victoria justice walked a phoebus for 20 kilometers i think not because <laughs> apparently to get this pokemon you have to catch a phoebus and then you have to walk it for 20 kilometers i love pokemon go so much when the fans i don't play actually anymore. come through when the gamers find it but it is wild that you have to keep your app open and walk like 20 kilometers to get certain characters victoria justice certainly did not do that but i'm going to answer one of the caller's questions which is about like why are celebrities doing this like why do they hire these celebrities and this is maybe something that's more of a josh question but i feel like i can speak for him because he's why is it more of a josh enough. question because because i think this is emblematic of like nintendo slash like pokemon's problem in general which is that they're always a little bit behind the time they're a little bit behind the curve which explains like why they're picking these celebrities and why they're doing this now you've got people who probably aren't all that like in tune with what's actually going on mm-hmm. they're really bad at like making things cross-platform and compatible like why doesn't pokemon like it took them forever to make pokemon go right like it took them forever to make this app when they right. should have gotten in the app world so much earlier. successful yes but it, it takes them a little longer to do everything so it doesn't surprise me that their like perception of celebrity is a little off base mm-hmm. they finally made a mario kart for ios everything about it is so overly complicated they don't understand that things should be simple like literally pokemon just call rita or she'll do your ad you'll be done you don't have to call victoria justice and tyra bank if you have if somebody out there has the original list of pitch celebrities for this just like i want it i want to what's read up to at gmail.com i want to know who said yes who said no but i also just want to know who you guys went after because it feels like some of these are trickle down but i want to know who and some were first choice but to me it's like kind of a win-win to say yes to a pokemon ad i don't think that there's anyone who couldn't get away with this like even like we're all like lol but even zach braff like it is funny it it, it, it's like unexpected and hilarious and he knows it and it's not a bad idea to do it do you know what i mean like no i it's a it's it's a completely inoffensive piece to align yourself with pokemon is like extremely unharmful (laughs) like it's like like aligning yourself with like seltzer you know yeah yeah like a seltzer brand or sesame street you know it's like who doesn't love sesame street right so It is the opposite of aligning yourself with like a a fit tummy tea or like a fit tummy gum gummy or something. You know, I mean, literally, yes. Or like, you know, any type of predatory loan company. (laughs) Just align yourself. So I like I understand the impulse to say yes, but it's also a little humiliating. Like it's a little humiliating, but so so is all spawn. I mean, all spawn is inherently humiliating. Listen to us do the ads. But I <laughs> but but I do think that if you look at it from the angle like, oh, they got paid for this. It's like hilarious. It's great. You know, I mean, support, shout out to Neo. I haven't seen him do an ad in a while. Like, that's amazing. 
Eugene Lee Yang got an ad for this. <laughs> Catherine Crazy. Newton got an ad for this. She was in the movie, though. Well, she was that's in the movie with Psyduck. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. Psyduck. And so I did like the Catherine other guy from, from the movie. I like Catherine Newton, too. And uh, Justice, what's his last name? Justice Smith. He was so good in the movie. Yeah, he really oh. was. That's a good okay. movie. Let's uh, next call. Hey, Weekly. Long time, long time. So it's getting around that time of year um, where people are starting to think about Halloween costumes. And I just want to get your guys' take on what are going to be the Vemi pop culture costumes of 2019. I mean, obviously we have um, J-Lo from Hustlers in the, like, fur coat when she's on the roof. I think that'll be a big one. Um, I don't know, like, Pennywise, is that going to be a thing? I don't know. Let me know. Love you. Bye. I'm going to be uh, Nicole Kidman as Gretchen Carlson in that one still from the trailer yes, for Bombshell. So you found, so. <laughs> holding two bags. I'll be holding two bags going, Mwah. You act and people like going, who you, are you? you act like I'm going to pull out my phone and be like, I'm this particular screen grab Bobby from trailer like two had, of Bombshell. Bobby's act like he's had this costume figured out for weeks as he just told me, oh, you have your, oh, I have mine. It's no, I literally have from real, yesterday. Do, do you know what my real costume is? No, what? I told you about this last year because I put a reminder in my phone in like November 2018 for October 1st, 2019. <sighs> to remind you to do this. What is it? Cube Smart. I'm going to be one Cube Smart on Atlantic Avenue. Josh is going to be another Cube Smart on Atlantic Avenue. But like they're going to be different colors. I don't Because they're it. slightly different. The Cube Smarts on Atlantic Avenue are just, they're right next to each other, but they look a little different. They're just, I'm gonna, you're going like, to be a storage Two cardboard container? boxes. The two Cube Smarts on Atlantic Avenue. Lindsay, it's a really funny costume. It's no, I don't get it. You're supposed to laugh. Fine, then I'm going to be I'm going to be Nicole Kidman as Gretchen that's Carlson in funnier. that one no still offense, from the Bombshell trailer too. And also, cost, you know how I feel about couple costumes. Um, I, I don't get I don't get the first one, but I think the second one is funny. The second one ties into our show. First, what are you going to be? I don't have a costume. I just told you that. That's why yeah, I needed I know, this call. Thick on your heels. Thick on your toes. Um, I have a I have, toes, I have toes. a Think orange toes. I have an orange wig from last year. Can I do anything with fucking that? The alley wig? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to you buy You could be Siobhan. You could be Shiv from Succession. I don't even watch it. <laughs> You're just behind. <laughs> could I be season midway through season 1 of Succession? Is there a joke like that it's I like, could be? I don't be remember that? Shiv's hair being that color orange. I'm not going to be Shiv from Succession. That is so fucking insular and stupid. Um, be drag Shiv. I'm drag Shiv. <laughs> I'd have to be in dra- I'm not in drag though. Do like extreme contouring. Like when Lala dresses up as a drag queen. Ugh, I just don't feel like I want to do drag shift. that. Um <laughs> I don't know if I Just be Allie again. Just be Allie Main again. I don't want to be Allie Main again. This is not like this is not like when your mom buys a zombie mask and dresses up as a zombie every year. Oh, be something she only scary. Has the mask. Be Florence Pugh's sister at the beginning of Midsommar. <laughs> Tube in the throat, vomit on the shirt. That's so fucked Absolutely up. Absolutely disgusting. But, hey, speaking of meat somar, that is going to be a big costume, I think. Because oh, yeah. the flowers, girls want to wear flowers, flowers and yeah. look like cult, cult followers. Um, I girls want to wear flowers. I do like the um, J-Lo one, but I think my version of that, of, of that costume would be I would be Constance Wu in the fur coat. So I would just have a fur coat over my head. Like I'd be in the fur coat. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, right? Yes. Like... It's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. I want to be um, Viola Davis in Widows just because I want to hold a dog. And then throughout a party being like, can I put my dog down? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Can I put my dog down? Your costumes always have an unnecessary movement that it has to happen for people to get it, which is not kind of the point <laughs> of a costume. I have to say no offense, but like, you know what I mean? You don't like my cube smart idea? I thought that was the... I what if I'm a Bon Appetit something? You... What if I'm Chris Morocco that... and I dye my hair That's and good. I get an apron? That's good. And I put a little timer on my apron that's and I good. say, I'm Chris Morocco. See, that's a Brooklyn costume right oh, there. Oh, even more of a freak we than We also have to think was. about where you're going for Halloween and how it will be. DJ Louie's party. Right. So, but the theme is dead divas. So I'm kind of like. <laughs> dead Chris Morocco. <laughs> that's rude oh, because be... he's a real person who's alive. No, I know, but it's Halloween. You know so what you, you should the go dead as? Version. You should go as dead Bon Appetit personality. That is fucking hilarious. Just mash what, them all like up. Just a mash random... them all up. No, just mash them all up. Get a get an apron. Wear your merch. Uh, you know, ha- find some memes from those videos and pull them out into your costume, and then be dead. Why can't I just be dead, Chris? Morocco? I mean, you can, but I think it's funny. It's more broad. I don't have the arms to be dead, Andy. It's... <laughs> so I, I. I'm just saying it's broader to be dead, Bon Appetit. Although I guess he would have atrophied in the casket, so I could be Andy. And then dead. you could make like a funny video of you doing a fake Bon Appetit video, but you're dead. Well, I'm not doing a joke. video. But it'd be funny if you did. What um... if I carry around like the YouTube frame? No. See? And it look you see the Bon Appetit channel, but it's like, but I have like a fake name for the video that's like, dead chef <laughs> makes chicken cordon bleu or something. I mean, something. that's funny, but then you have to carry around a p- piece of cardboard. See, this yeah, is the thing. Yeah, but that's funny. I you have a big sign. You make it Remember? complicated. Yeah. Big signs are funny, though, that you carry around. I know, but they're not great for parties. <laughs> Like, remember when Lala was, got to mention Lala again? Remember when Lala was the Reese, the, was the Renee Zellweger before and after? Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> An incredible costume. The final Hala Beam, R O R I P R O P. R O P. R O T, rest over there. <laughs> Hustlers is going to be huge. Midsommar is going to be huge. What are other big ones from, from this year that. I guess it's, is it all movies? Everyone is going to be dressing up as Tracy Letts in Little Women. Absolutely. <laughs> Tracy, it's not even out yet. Everyone. Oh, you should be Gloria and Gloria. Oh, I could be Gloria. I have the I have the wig. I should be Gloria and Gloria. <laughs> you need like a green dress. I just need a green dress and I need depressing, depressed eyes. I have those. <laughs> you need like big glasses. I have you the, get those. I could get those. I need like granny glasses kind of. I'm oh, Gloria and Gloria. Oh, why am I not Gloria? You could be Gloria and Gloria. Do you just want to, do you want to do drag? I don't really want to do drag. Yeah. I look weird in drag. You did drag last year. Yeah, and it was very weird. <laughs> I looked crazy. <laughs> I'm not good at drag. I think you should be dead Bon Appetit personality. That to me is extremely funny. I, I just think it's funny. But what else? P- there's going to be a lot of succession costumes. I feel That's it. It's so dull. Only in Brooklyn. It's extremely dull. Like the caller said, there's going to be a lot of Pennywise. A lot of Absolutely. Pennywise. Sexy Pennywise. <laughs> Sexy Pennywise is going to be all over the place. Sexy Pennywise. What else happened this year that you could be? uh, Maybe a lot of president president stuff like Marion Williamson's. A lot of Marion Williamson's maybe. Oh, God, you're right. Like a lot of political costumes, uh, quite possibly. Oh, there's going to be so much euphoria face by old people trying to be young. Like euphoria makeup and euphoria costumes. Uh, it's always movies and TV. The best costume that I've seen so far this year, it's not even Halloween, were by two new who's that we've never talked about, Avon Jogia and Cleopatra Coleman. 
they yeah. dressed up at the premiere of Zombieland Double Tap, which I saw a funny tweet by Joe Reed that was like, is Zombieland 2 the most non-existent movie entirely took, starring Oscar nominees? 10 years to make. When, like, is the movie out? I don't even know. It is, I don't but know. remember how badly they wanted to make this sequel and now... And now it's, what, 10 years later? And, and everyone's like, what? Abigail Breslin's like, I'm back. <laughs> did they do any promotion for it? Like, I don't really understand. I didn't where, see anything. I've never seen from? a trailer for it. And I was like, maybe Emma Stone isn't actually in it, but she's actually in it. So maybe Woody Harrelson isn't in it. I guess he did SNL for it. So everyone's in it, and yet I've never seen a trailer for it? But this guy who's in it, um, Avon, is, uh, he and his girlfriend Cleopatra Coleman went to the premiere and on the red carpet, they dressed as Billy Bob and Angelina Jolie when they dressed up for the Gone in 60 Seconds carpet in 1999. It's an incredible costume. That's a good couple's it's costume. It's such a good costume. That's a good couple's costume. Very few good couple's costume. Very That's a good one. few. So I feel like it'll be tough to beat that costume this year. Um, <laughs> it'll but... be tough to, be, to beat that costume with a reference from a million years ago this year. Yes, mm-hmm. it will be. I mean, it's also just funny to, they dressed up for like Halloween on the zombie land carpet. Yeah. Which is, it's a cute idea. Who are, who is she again? She was on um, Last Man Standing. She was on Last Man, Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. And because she is Australian, she was also in, guess what? Neighbors with a U. Of course right, she was right, in Neighbors right. with a U. Right, They let her keep her Australian accent in Last Man on Earth too. She's, she's funny in that. And her, and that's her, her boyfriend. And he used to date Zoe Deutsch for like five years. Zoe Deutsch for a long, long, long time. He's an actor. He's an actor. He's a poet. He's. Sure. They haven't really been in anything huge yet. And that's it about costumes. I guess I'm going to do dead bon appetit person. God damn it. That's good. I'm sorry. I didn't want to ruin your. No, I did. I did want to ruin it because I didn't think it was funny. But I but I still think what my it's funny. It's funny. You I might just both. be dead, Chris. It's easy. Just be dead, Chris. Um, but if but I what I'm just saying to you is if you say I'm dead, Chris Morocco, everyone's gonna be like, what? But if you say I'm dead, bon appetit um, YouTube personality, that's like funny. But I will. But most you could of be my Chris. signifiers be will be Chris. Chris. Like the like true heads will true know heads I'm Chris. Will say you're Chris because you look like Chris. But <laughs> exactly. And then we'll I need take to find someone a who picture and we'll type. send it to Chris. But we don't know Chris. Mm, we know Chris. I know Chris. We'll I'm tweet gonna, at Chris. No, I'm gonna send it. He'll to be like freaky. I can get it to Chris. Lunatic. Right? Because imagine if someone did that to us, mm-hmm. we would be like block i'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> we'd be like uh, we'd block, send back, block, we'd block, send block, back block, the face block, that was block. like ah with the sweat emoji one sweat <laughs> we got new boots and i'm so thrilled they're tacova's boots and you know why i'm so excited about getting tacova's boots and why i was so happy to get why? mine in the mail because why? the girlies from potomac went to the tacova store in the most recent season of real houses of potomac and i was like if robin and karen have tacovas i want tacovas <laughs> Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots, huge. On the line dancing huge floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacovas is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like 
trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Okay, we're going to play a game of Who Are Them? Hi, Who Weekly. My name is Scarlett. I am a long-time, long-time and long-time Patreon subscriber from the UK. And I was just wondering if my dad, Richard Curtis, is a who or a them. It's something that has really been on my mind for a while now. And you occasionally mention him in episodes, which makes me think he's a who, which I'd be much happier with. So, yes, please let me know. I feel like I'm doing one of those TikTok videos where people pretend to be related to vaguely famous people. But I'm not. He's my actual dad, and I love your podcast. Okay, bye. <laughs> you better believe. You better believe we're playing that call. Are you kidding? Keep calling. Call every week. Oh, my. Put put your dad on the line. Does your dad know about us? Does Richard Curtis know about us? If he does, I will I, lose I... it. <laughs> Let's do it. One, two, three. Them. Them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but are we kidding ourselves here, or are we being just, like, he's a them to us? I think he's one of Bobby's favorite. Here's the thing. It's complicated because he's one of those people who definitely gets from the guy who brought you love. Actually, like from the guy who brought you four weddings and from the guy who from the writer of like he's a them. He's a resume them. But sure. I feel like maybe he's a he's a name, he's name who, who everything he's made is a them yeah. and everything he's made stars them. I got to say Scarlet who called in is also a who. And I mean God, that. Scarlett, I, I did mean not know you listened way. when I was raving about how good yesterday is earlier this year. <laughs> I just genuinely loved yesterday. Tell him that I loved it. <laughs> you did though. Yes. Oh, okay. We talked about this. Yeah. You were like, "Was it really good?" And I was like, "Yes, it was great." Yeah. But I watched it and I thought it was fine. Kate McKinnon's why, terrible in it. Why but I, isn't there coke also? Lindsay, it's about how, like, these weird little things are missing. So it's just to show that, like, other things... Like, there aren't cigarettes either. I know. Why isn't there cigarettes? But that is the, that is the, that is the genius of Richard Curtis uh, sci-fi. Let go, it all goes back to About Time too. He knows that it's pointless to... About Time is so is good. Brilliant. It's amazing. Brilliant. He knows that it's a waste of energy to try to explain these sorts of fantasies because they don't like especially these sort of paradoxes don't make any sense so I like agree. why even bother trying to explain why there's no cigarettes but that is why, why no a Richard Curtis it's rom-com funny. is so clean because he doesn't get bogged down by the science get, exactly because once you slightly open the door to try to explain the science behind you whatever bullshit up. you fuck it up keep that door you, shut Richard once Curtis you Chris, once you try to Christopher Nolanize something nothing you're, at, it's, you're done you're, you're done you're finished all, but he, uh, Christopher Nolan, them. Richard Curtis, who? <laughs> Richard Curtis, better. <laughs> well, duh. I mean, Richard Curtis, like, is... Tell you your know. dad he's better than Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Me. Comp- Hi, Richard. You're better than Christopher Nolan. He's like, what? Oh, my 
God, please. If I just, in my mind, I hear her playing this for her dad. And I'm just Hearing oh. that call again has like stirred something within me. Well, he's, you know, one, uh, of, the, he's one of the greats. So your dad rules and you should be. He's one of the greats, but he's a who, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the two. That's fine. We always say it's not a value judgment. And you're He's a one of the all-time greats. You're who? a who too. She's written two bestsellers. She's she's up there too. Two who's in the family. It runs in the family. It's who runs in the family? Okay. Next call. Hello, Cool J. Who are them? Good form, Bellathorn. Come on. One, two, three. Them. them. Come on. Come on. Them. Hey, come God, on. Is this one of those things where like, like Generation Z doesn't know who he is? Come on. He's still, but he's still around. Also, with a name like that, ladies love Cool J. That'll never go away. I know. Okay, let's keep going. Hi, Who Weekly, second time caller, long time listener. I just watched the Breaking Bad movie, and my question is, Aaron Paul, who are them? Let me know. Women don't belong in balloons. Love you. Bye. I couldn't give less of a shit about the Breaking Bad movie. The if Breaking I tried. Bad movie. Ugh. The Breaking Bad. But I movie. watched Breaking Bad, but you couldn't pay me enough money to watch the Breaking. Was it called Bad El movie. Camino? I'm like, excuse you, what? <laughs> not that I ever watched Breaking Bad, but I'm like, you got to do a little more if you're going to try to get. I mean, I'm not the audience, but clearly, what the hell is this? Okay. One, two, three. Them. Who? You think? Yeah, I think so. I think his name is too weird. I think. Aaron Paul, he has two. It's he, two first names. <laughs> I think he's. I think he crossed over. I think this. And he Breaking was the Bad second thing. lead vocalist on Breaking Bad. So, <laughs> but now he's the star. <laughs> I think when Westworld comes back and it's like completely I reworked and it's so like he's like cuspy. Westworld daddy. I, people love him. They lo- oh, like. I, I feel like I love him. I've never even seen Breaking right, Bad, so and I'm like, oh, I love you. But that's why I'm I, saying he's a them. I'm telling you, I think it, he crossed. I'm being crossing I'm being Jordan. Ignorant. I'm he, being ignorant. He's crossing Jordan. He crossed. He's crossing Delancey. He's oh crossing my God. Delancey. Is that what happens whenever you become a them? You you're crossing Jor- Delancey. Well, I, your reference was better than mine, but I thought crossing Jordan was pretty funny. Crossing Jordan is good. Okay. Who you, was in that? It, Who was what's that? her face? And what's her? It's a bo- It's about a Boston. Uh, it's not uh, Juliana Margulies. No, it's it's Mil- Mina Canacarides. <laughs> no, it's the other one. No. Mina Canacarities. What the fuck? Her name is Jill Hennessy. Oh, Jill Hennessy. <laughs> Melina Canacarities. Okay. She was Providence. It's Jill Hennessy, and she's a fucking um, dead person examiner in Boston. Okay? <laughs> me me coming up at the new game show, and it's just like, come to the Bell House and have a let's play a game of Melina Canacarities, Jill Hennessy, or Amy Brenneman. <laughs> Okay, we actually do need to write that game for the show. <laughs> That's a fun game. Okay. Melina Canacarides, Jill Hennessy, or Amy Brenneman. We just saw photos of them. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, is she the dead person examiner? Is she the corn? Is she the detective? Is she the cop? Okay. Or did she cross Jordan? Delancey? <laughs> okay. Oh, no, she crossed Jordan. She crossed Who Jordan. Who crossed Delancey? That was a completely different woman with curly Crossing hair. Crossing Jordan was because her name was Jordan, I think. Yeah, I know, but it, it was. <laughs> it was. But then there was Crossing Delancey. That's a street. Which was. Yes. But a great movie. That was starring, what's her name? Another woman with curly hair. Exactly. She looks like Fran Drescher, but she's not. Amy Irving. Amy movie. Irving. Crossing Delancey. God. Incredible film. It's really good. Yes. Oh my God. We got that. We got finished with that. Sh- Next person. <laughs> Shout out to Lena Dunham, who maybe still listens to the podcast for introducing me to Crossing Delancey. I have to give her full okay. credit. Not personally, like she talked about it and I watched. Susan Lucci, who are them? 
Crunch, crunch. One, two, three. Them. Them. Has she done anything else but all my children? No. No, but she's kind of she's kind of the like the representation of a soap star soap if you think of yes. like a name of a soap star, right? Let's put it this way. Susan Lucci would get a 12 to 15 minute segment in an episode of I Love the 90s, you know? Like Susan Lucci, she did and win the Emmy and then she exactly. finally won Her- the Emmy. Susan Lucci losing was a huge 90s cultural narrative, yeah. you know? Like, we were obsessed with Susan Lucci losing the Emmy. And then when she finally won, everyone was like, we're so happy. And Why then we stopped talking Susan about Susan Lucci. Why hasn't Susan Lucci been in, like, a Ryan Murphy project? Or is, is she coming to one? Am I thinking that? Because I already saw one. But, like, does, don't you feel like she's the primo Ryan Murphy person, you know? She's extremely camp. Yes, you're right. She's extremely camp. Right? She should be in a Ryan Murphy thing. I mean, she mm-hmm. seems like primo. She was a voice in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, incredible. She was in an episode of Difficult People, which makes as much sense as her being That's in a Ryan Murphy what show. That's I'm so. saying. Okay. Okie dokie. How many times was she nominated before she won? Can you answer that question? It has to be ridiculous. 10? 15? 20? <laughs> 18 times. Fuck. That's she was nominated 18 times before winning in ni- in 1999. Incredible. Eight in teen cred times. Dip. From oh. the years 1978 to 1998, she was nominated 18 times. All of those are for all my children. Susan Lucci. Okay, moving on. <laughs> one and Nami. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Is Frank Ocean a who or a them? Women don't belong in balloons. Me and Grease. Crunch, crunch. One, two, three. Them. them. Moving on. Come on. Get out of here. He was two of the top ten Pitchfork albums of the decade, and which kids, makes sense. Kids love him, and adults respect kids. him. <laughs> and vice versa. What is the, uh, from a Yuga mail, and vice versa. Okay, next one. Hi, Her Weekly. Um, watching Secretary. Is Jeremy Davies a who or a them? I just had a little bit of a crisis because um, I can't believe that I went like my whole high school career not needing to describe an actor to this guy, the Peter guy in Secretary. Um, so did he happen and I just missed it? Uh, thank you. Good form, Bella Thorne, ScarJo, Yummy Pup. I was in the mummy. One, two, three. Who? who? Peak character actor who? Truly. No one knows what this guy's name Truly. is. No one's been more that guy than Jeremy Davies. Truly. Jeremy Davies Bobby is like one of our like biggest that guy. The guy from Lost to me. And I was like, the guy from... Because there are so many that guy from Lost, you know, if you think about You're right. it. You're right. So that I was had bad... to I had to be like, the what from who? Anyways, yeah. No one's a bigger that guy than Jeremy Davies. That guy. Jeremy Davies is good. He's just, a, you know, a reliable character actor. He's in everything, literally everything, including Lost, which is a good show, and one of my actual favorite movies, Ravenous. What? Okay. I've never seen it. Ravenous is a really, 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 really funny and good. I believe I'm gonna, you. I might watch it tonight. I believe you. I was I trying to think it. of a good horror movie to watch tonight in Ravenous. I haven't watched it in a couple of years. Hmm. Um, really good music. Incredible music. Okay. I haven't seen it. You no. would love Ravenous. Would I? Okay. You would love Ravenous. Okay. Um, okay. Next call. Shangela. Who or them? Me and Grease. Oof. This is actually tough. Um, one, two, three. Who? Ooh, but like drag, like like drag, drag race them. them. I hate doing that, but definitely a drag race them. But I don't think 
not Chandler crossed over. Is, no, we talked about so. this. Like the only like drag thems are like RuPaul, you know, like it's tough because within the world of drag, Shangela is like maybe the number one or two personalities, you know, aside from Ru and Michelle Visage who's not even drag, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but outside, uh, I don't know. She hasn't really crossed over into like mainstream culture, even though she wasn't a star is born. Which, and she yeah. was great in that, but. She was. Um, okay, we're done for the day. Thank you for listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show. If you want to be on an upcoming episode, just call 619-WHO-THEM, and we might play your call, question, comment, or concern on a future episode. Have a great weekend. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Support our Patreon like Scarlett Curtis, patreon.com slash whoweekly. We will see you on Tuesday with an all-new episode. Bye, y'all. Bye. Lindsay, Bobby, I just heard a radio ad for Martina McBride advertising Eggland's best eggs. This was like a full 30-second spot. I don't know what to say.